Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sundays, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. We got a lot to get into on the show here today. If you want to text us your thoughts on the AEW and NXT shows last night, the phone number 425-780-7566. Text messages only here today, 425-780-7566. Yesterday we started the show. I was talking about how burned out I was. I couldn't even watch AEW Dark on Tuesday. A night I used to look forward to. But it's too much stuff. Well, man oh man was last night a lot of fun. I'm glad I took that Tuesday off because I was ready to go by Wednesday night. And I thought that AEW show was great. Really liked that NXT show. Both shows setting up next week. December 18th is a huge night for both shows. Obviously, on the AEW side, you've got the Chris Jericho Jungle Boy match. And Adam Cole defends the NXT title against Finn Balor on the NXT show. So we can talk about both of those shows here today. A lot of very fun things on both shows. We had great interviews. We had great matches. We had a marriage proposal. Some really fun stuff last night. So whatever you want to talk about from NXT and AEW, welcome to do so. Not positive news. The WWE backstage show. On Tuesday, with the return of CM Punk, 127,000 viewers. Showed it 180,000 for his official debut. He appeared at the end of the November 12th show. They advertised he'd be there on November 19th. Showed it 180,000 viewers. Next week, 121. Triple H appeared, 138. CM Punk back this week, 127. Not great numbers for WWE backstage. And we also got notes on the Revolution pay-per-view. Sad news as Rene Goulet passed away way back in May. And we're just finding out about it now. He was 86 years old. If you watch old WWF, you have seen Rene Goulet. He was always one of those guys out there for those wacky pull-aparts. So we can talk about that and so much more here on the show today. Back in a moment with Mike Sempervivi, Wrestling Observer Live. What's in store this holiday at your local Staples? Gifts and packages shipped with care. So you can relax in knowing they'll soon be there. Right now, save 15% on UPS shipping services at your local Staples store. Plus, Staples has all the supplies you need, like boxes, tape, and bubble roll. And they're open seven days a week. So you ship when you want and save. So a happy and stress-free shipping holiday to all. And to all a good night. Staples, there's a whole lot in store this holiday. In store only at 122819. See store for details imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you who is it the irs they want your money and guess what they can legally take it all of it if they want remember they sent you that letter that said hey you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you so what do you do fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the irs so you can keep your money and we're good at what we do when you hire us you get a team of guys on your side that know the irs laws and will fight to save your money so if you owe the irs a ton of cash and you want to keep it call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket 800-932-1749 that's 800-932-1749 football and basketball seasons are in full swing so get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners betonline.ag sign up today to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit to start betting college or professional sports every spread every total every winner or loser straight bet parlay or tease your way through the season you can even bet on wild proposition bets like who will be the first head coach to get fired or who will win the NBA MVP. Get the fastest to market odds, updates, and payouts with our new sportsbook partners, betonline.ag. 
Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use promo code COACH55. That's COACH55 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Need cash but have bad credit or maxed out cards? Now you can get a personal loan for up to five grand, whatever your credit, with no paperwork. MoneyASAP.com is one of the nation's largest personal loan networks. If you have a checking account and a regular income source, you can get cash in your account as soon as tomorrow. Type this into your smartphone or computer address bar. www.MoneyASAP.com That's MoneyASAP.com MoneyASAP.com you're listening to wrestling observer live with brian alvarez and mike sempervivi on the sports byline broadcasting network back in the show brian alvarez here wrestling observer live mike sempervivi also wrestling last night the wednesday night wars what'd you think of both of those shows we are not going to be taking phone calls today but we will take your text messages, 425-780-7566 is the phone number. We'll talk about AWNXT. Your thoughts on the CM Punk backstage doing 127,000 viewers. we got AW announcing their next pay-per-view for late February, about two weeks after the NXT show in February. So that's the, that's the plan right there. February 29th, which when I heard that date... I suddenly realized that my daughter is almost four years old because she was born on February 28th, six hours before February 29th. She was almost a leap year baby. That only comes every four years, and this pay-per-view is on leap year, so I guess I better get working on something for this youngster. But yes, pay-per-view revolution taking place in Chicago, February 29th. Jericho, Riho, Moxley, Cody, The Bucks, Omega, Nyla Rose, Britt Baker... All of those listed on the poster for that show. So last night, two fun shows. Won't have ratings until after we go off the air, but the only thing I can really say about it, I have no idea what the ratings are going to be. But in watching both shows, it seemed to me that AEW was a stronger ratings show in the sense that the NXT show, there was a period in the middle of that show, and there was nothing wrong with it. Like, as a fan of NXT, I don't care. But looking at it from the perspective of, is this going to draw ratings? We had a Cameron Grimes Raul Mendoza match, a Travis Banks Jackson Riker of the Forgotten Sons match, Dakota Kai and Mia Yim, which was good, and then the Fashion Police versus the Singh Brothers, and Bianca Belair in a squash against Caden Carter. I do not see that as a strong period for NXT in terms of ratings. I guess we'll find out later on this afternoon, but I thought the show was pretty good. Keith Lee did, in fact, get pinned in the middle of the ring in the main event. So it is going to be Finn Balor versus Adam Cole next week. And on the AEW show, also pinned in the middle of the ring in an angle, was Chris Jericho by the Jungle Boy. So both shows setting up their big match for the 18th. Mike, any thoughts on these shows? I'm going to be interested to see what people think about Keith Lee and him getting beaten in the main event. I don't think it's as catastrophic as some people do, but it doesn't. There was another way to do that, and, you know, you can pick the way that you would wanted to have, to, wanted to have done it, but I, I don't think pinning him would, would have been the direction I would have went, but I'm interested to see what people think about that. I think both shows both shows suffered in the middle a little bit. Um, I was not as big of a fan of the, of the tag match as some people were with uh, Omega and Hangman Page against Sabian and Spears, and it's really got, you know, it, it – the whole deal with Joey Janela bringing Tully Blanchard out, and I've been one of those people that have been beating the doors off to get Tully Blanchard more promo time, and why don't they use him more? And they go and they, they have a promo with him, and it's not really all that good, and it leads to a situation where the lights go out, and he all of a sudden were to believe that Joey Janela just slung a bound and gagged Tully Blanchard over his shoulder, walked him out to the ring and set him out in a metal folding chair. I just, I thought that, I thought a lot of that came across kind of wonky, although the bottom line of the whole situation is Adam Page continuing to look like 
that he is drawing himself away from Kenny Omega. And if you just look at that aspect, it actually was successful in, in what it needed to do. So there were some drops off, drop-offs in both show. Emi Sakura and, and uh, Big Swole wasn't really very good. Uh, on, on NXT, you mentioned, you know, with the Forgotten Sons and Travis Banks. I don't think that was the best way to feature Travis Banks. Uh, since you were, they were kind of putting the focus on him. I don't, you know, I, I didn't think that really worked at all. Right when they did that, and the, the ending was fine, but I thought the the match itself went on too long and just wasn't what I was expecting. Brizongo, again, I don't know what the Singh brothers have done to anybody on that roster to take the beatings that they do. But you know, long story short, the shows both opened and closed well, really well, and they they both moved things forward in, in their own way. And for as much as the downtime as, as some people are going to say that was on both shows, the reality is, is they did still move a lot forward. And even though it may not be a great rating show, you know, matches like Caden Carter against uh, uh, Bianca Blair, we would have seen on NXT before. So I still expect to see those on NXT now, even if they're in competition with AEW. I still think they hold up upper hand that way, but we'll see with the ratings. Spurs says, after NXT last night, Angel Garza is their next big Hispanic star. They cannot oh, mess man. him up. Well, they will mess him up if he goes to the main <laughs> roster. <laughs> yeah, but let me oh tell Let gosh. me tell everybody something, okay? Oh, First off, if you didn't see it, he won the Cruiserweight title. And then afterwards, during a commercial break, unbeknownst to everybody, including his mother, who flew in to surprise him, he surprised everybody by proposing to his girlfriend, and she said yes. It was awesome. It was. He's the greatest, but he will be ruined if he goes to the main <laughs> roster. So I'm going to explain this to everybody. When Vince is gone to the XFL or the moon, wherever he goes, Hunter, Hunter is going to do stuff with the guys that you like because we see it every week on NXT. I could tell you this factually, okay? Until Vince is gone, if you look like Keith Lee, you'll have a Great chance on the main roster. Keith Lee, Lars Sullivan. I mean, hello? Okay? If you look like Angel Garza, and I love Angel Garza, there's no hope for you. Vince is going to look at the guy. He's short. Why'd you take his pants off? Ask all these questions. He's going he's gonna to get a chance for three weeks. But they'll beat him. One aspect Vince understands the most. They'll beat him for three weeks. Then they'll realize Vince will say, oh, he's not over. And then he'll just be buried. I mean, we've seen this over and over and over and over again. Get all ready for you a can hope, Rio, everybody. <laughs> all you can hope is that these guys stay in NXT and get over down there. Shayna, Shayna probably has a chance on the main roster because she's, you know, the fact that she was at Survivor Series and she beat Becky and uh, Sasha on the same night. I mean, she's got a chance. But like any of the males. You know this game. It's not going to change until Vince is out of there. In Man. fact, it'll be even more crazy. Put a big shadow, cast one of those big ones over the proceedings there, didn't you? Man. I'm just I telling think you. about that. I want to think about the That's what, No, about this it. guy asked a question about it. Man, Vince ruined things. Leo, Leo Rush and Hector Garza. Hector Garza. I still do that. It's his uncle. Uh, but I tell you, man, uh, he may be the star that his uncle should have been in the States. You know, it, he instantly uh, that's the part that got me too is all of a sudden he's a baby face <laughs> it's not only is he a baby face he's the babyest baby face in the whole wide world uh, and talk about how wrestling has changed there would have been a time where you never would have even acknowledged him having a girlfriend because you would have wanted female fans to throw their money after him because they think they have a chance with him and in today's age him doing that proposal in the ring probably got over more with the female fans than anything it was just a it was a hell of a way to begin that show, and I think the last one was, what, November 18th? I think that match may have been better, but this was incredibly fun as well, too, and you keep doing things like this. You keep leading off your show like this. I mean, excellent, excellent job. This person says, I was at AEW last night. Awesome show live. I'm surprised you guys are so down on the Swole Sakura match. It wasn't perfect, went probably a little long, but I thought it was quite good. I didn't think it was quite good. That was a dark Emmy, match to me. Emmy Sakura is really, really good at playing to the crowd and getting the crowd into her matches. So I can understand that if you were there, you probably had fun watching the match. But as a television viewer, it really was not a very good match, and it went long. 
and we've discussed the length of these matches before. I mean, there's positives and negatives. They don't do house shows. They don't do indie dates. So if Big Swole's going to get better, she's got to have long matches on TV. Unfortunately, that means Big Swole has to have long matches on TV. She's not ready yeah, for but, that yet. But she can also do them on AEW Dark because obviously Sakura is a, a great. That's teacher. what they do with people. And the AEW Dark would have been a perfect place for that match last night. I'm not going to kill them for it or anything. They gave it a shot. They put it out there. But I think next time around, you put something else in that spot to to make sure that you're going to keep viewers and, and to make sure that it's a, a better presentation. Again, it's not to insult Big Swole or anything like that. She does need time under the lights. And, and look, I'm sure with Hikaru Shida, that's another – if they're moving her in that direction for a match with her, again, it's for the experience of being able to work with somebody that much better. But I don't – I don't think you necessarily need to put that on on the show. You can put that on AEW Dark. This person says NXT is the dominant brand at Survivor Series and has no representation at the next pay-per-view. Well, we don't know that because we're not going to have the full pay-per-view card until Sunday afternoon. I wouldn't be surprised if we ended up having an NXT match at the TLC show, but hasn't been announced yet, so I guess we'll Can you imagine out. them doing Rush Garza 3 on it and then rushing it through on the pre-show because Vince? Of course I can believe that. Back in a moment, it was live. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free Page Publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Bro. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. 
Again, the show, Brian Elber is here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Semper, VV, also of WrestlingObserver.com. This person says, Brian is on about 10 different payrolls and can still say and do whatever he wants. Truly an inspiration to all, just like Matt Riddle. Inspiration what? to us all. What? Matt Riddle is an inspiration hey, can... to everybody. Okay, question for you. What shirt am I wearing right now? No, 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 I can't see you. You you know what? Nobody else can either. Probably an Emmy Sakura. Too... What? Camera too tight to my face here. Okay, let's 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 adjust this. Got the camera too far up. You can't see. Dude, my why don't you tell us during the break instead of talking about it in the air? Now he's going to zoom nope. in even closer. Zoom in Probably right on Mike's beard. Is that is that producer Rob? Is he? Uh, is no, he it's Jared. That chip. Jared. A competent producer today. Sorry, oh, Rob. Oh, good. All right. This person here says, "Do you think AEW and NXT should advertise what they are opening with to help their quarter numbers?" They well, do. I mean, they could. Well, they have before. Yeah, they don't do it every week. And Garza the first time around, they 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 did that, and it was a, a hot start to the show. But yeah, I mean, yeah, if you're trying to take the wind out of somebody's sails or something like that, absolutely. Yeah, of course. This person says, "I just watched Dakota Kai versus Mia Yim. How did Dakota Kai not break her neck on that mm. table spot? I have absolutely no idea. They're trying I, to kill Mia Yim. I mean, not not Mia Yim. It was Dakota that almost killed herself, dude. But still, both of them. They, I mean, my they both landed, but at least. Like, Dakota, she was, so if you didn't see it, they did a back suplex off this production table through, it was supposed to be through two tables. Mia lifts her up, way too high angle. Like, this was a way high angle back suplex. They go off the stage, and Mia goes through the first table. Dakota, they're supposed to go through two tables, but they only go through the first one. So first, Dakota's Kai's head hits the edge of the other table. Then she goes crashing down headfirst onto the ground. There's no padding underneath it, at least not like a big crash pad or anything like that. They smashed on the ground. I thought, dude, they're dead. They got to be dead. It's one of those things where the angle's so horrible, and then NXT shows two different angles, and, like, every single angle is horrible. Which, by the way, you know, unfortunately I was right about this, but that that brain buster that Finn Balor gave Johnny Gargano, I mean... That was the end of Johnny Gargano. I don't know Shoot when that guy's going to be back. It was bad. And when I saw it, I knew that dude's that dude's hurting. And they showed the replay. It was even worse. Same thing here. But somehow, Dakota Kai needed eight staples. And oh, other than that, staples? staples in her head. Oh. And other than that, she's, she's good to go. She says she'll Ouch. be working this weekend. So I have absolutely no idea how. But nobody died in that spot. It was horrifying. Not just stitches, actual staples. Oh man, that's oh brutal. <laughs> and yeah, I mean it's and Mia Yim. Uh, she will do anything, and there are a lot of people on NXT that'll do anything. I just hope that in this battle, not even back and forth, because I don't think if they were even in, if AEW was on, uh, if it wasn't on, they would still be doing these moves. Just please be careful. I don't know if you necessarily we necessarily needed to see a Saito suplex off the ramp into two tables. I know somebody will tell me how safe it is and everything like that. I just I don't know if it was necessary. It was like Mia Yim's, you know, pratfall backdrop onto the ladder during the uh, takeover match. It's like, how much do you want to ramp this up, you know, for weekly TV? I just I don't think it's necessary at all times. Jim in Virginia, Mia Yim at Dakota Kai NXT was better than the Big Swole Emi Sakura match on Dynamite. Yeah, it was. I yeah, thought. That's, I yeah. thought. This person here says, Every week AEW convinces me I don't need to watch WWE anymore. It's far more compelling, and they know how to book logically. Well, certainly a lot more than Raw. I could tell yeah. you that much. And serious question, why are both WWE and AEW using women Japanese wrestlers but not men? What are you talking Shinsuke about? Nakamura? Not yeah, Shinsuke Nakamura is there. and AEW just doesn't have any dudes under contract except for Nakazawa. I think that's... Well, the OWE guys. But they're... But yeah, but... Uh, well, that's true, I guess, too. I mean, yeah, you the, forget about the other kids, but you do have T-Hawk and, and, and Shima and all that stuff. But they also have, you know, responsibilities and duties in Japan, too. They're not full-time AEW employees so it's gonna change over time and again we're, we're you know a lot of people wondered why Hikaru Shida I wondered why Hikaru Shida wasn't building the division right off the bat and one of the reasons why is she had to actually get acclimated and moved over and all that sort of stuff so I think as it gets more established and things kind of move along you you will see that more 
But, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's a, you know, it's no high side or anything like that. I mean, at one point, WWE had, what, they had Hideo Itami, they had Shinsuke Nakamura, they have Kushida now who's involved, uh, you know, in angles with Cameron Grimes. Uh, So I don't, I know what you're saying, I guess, if you really like Japanese wrestling, there's not enough guys on there for you, but I don't know what you're looking for exactly. AW seems to have way more of a don't turn the channel because something weird or notable is happening vibe. Whereas I feel like I won't miss anything if I don't turn back to NXT just yet. I think both shows are good for what they are. I don't want both shows to be identical. I, I liked both shows last night. I did think that AW was better as a as a wrestling show. I mean, the Angel Garza match was just, it was an incredible. It wasn't as good, I don't think, as our first match because this one was more of a brawl because they built it around that slap and... Yeah. I mean, the one thing I did notice about NXT last night was, like, there was a lot of stuff that was the same. Like, the Angel Garza Leah Rush was a grudge match. The Mia Yim Dakota Kai was a grudge match. The, well, I guess the main event was whatever, but, I mean, you had two grudge matches on the same show that was just, they were more about brawling than anything, which is fine. It's not a bad thing, but I did notice that, I mean, there were two of them on the same show. And, you know, on the reverse side, given one NXT over AEW, in my opinion, the how sharp the show is, how the video package is. You know, the Shayna Baszler one was fantastic, I thought. The, the Adam Cole one, to begin the show, I think was very good. You know, those aesthetics that AEW doesn't have, and that's part of the charm of AEW, being a, a little bit of a different show. But that, you know, some of the production and things like that, how they make that place look and sound uh, when there's not a lot of people in it, you know, in comparison to a bunch of people inside of arena, I think they did. They do a really great job with that. And, again, there were pros and cons to both shows last night, but most certainly what the case is in, in all of wrestling is the week has certainly been centered around Wednesday now. And, you know, unfortunately for Raw and SmackDown, they just happen to be some ugly bookends. As far as Ned's Tozawa and Kushida. Yeah, and says go. even if NXT isn't at TLC, the Rumble is right after that, and they're all booked to be in the area that weekend for Worlds Collide. Can't imagine NXT doesn't end up with more Rumble spots than usual. I can see Shayna or Lee even winning the thing. Well, the idea for the Royal Rumble, and this was a while ago, so God only knows how things could change, and they could change a lot more depending on if AEW is winning or losing at that point. But the plan was Royal Rumble, men's and women's be 30 spots, 10 spots to Raw, 10 spots to SmackDown, 10 spots to NXT. That was the plan. So, I mean, I can't imagine the Royal Rumble being won by an NXT star to challenge at a takeover. I mean, you could do that if you wanted to, but I would expect that a Raw and SmackDown wrestler would win so you'd have the championship match at WrestleMania. But you could also have the NXT, NXT individual challenge for the NXT title at WrestleMania because they're not doing the takeovers on pay-per-view weekends anymore. So it doesn't look like there's going to be a takeover WrestleMania weekend. So you could say if if an NXT star wins the Royal Rumble, they will get a championship match against the NXT champion at WrestleMania. So you could do that. I know this would be sacrilege in Vince's eyes, but you could also, if you had the right person or you had a plan in place, you could have that person win the Rumble, at the next show, what would be Elimination Chamber or Roadblock, whatever the hell it's called, win the title there for NXT, and then you can go on and win at WrestleMania, too, if you had somebody and you decided to plan it that way. I'm not even saying for this year, but for next year if you wanted to do that because you had, let's just you know hypothetically say Matt Riddle coming up and you had a good plan for him where, okay, he goes and beats X at NXT, comes up at WrestleMania and defeats whoever it is, and you can make a big deal and you can make a big impact that way. It's just, it's hard to believe in the world, you know, of, of WWE where Vince can own a property underneath the WWE umbrella, but it can't push it over something else, even though he owns it. And it's part of WWE because it's not his invention or it's not quote unquote, his version of WWE, which is only Ron SmackDown. By the way, if you want to send a text message here today, 425-780-7566 is the phone number. Anything that's on your mind, you can talk about backstage, you can talk about AW, NXT, and after the break, we'll talk about Rene Goulet, but we only have a couple minutes left, so let's do a few more of these text messages. This person here says, I know Jim Ross says Sammy Guevara reminds him of a young Eddie Guerrero. To me, 
Angel Garza feels like the second coming of Eddie. Same charm, same charisma. He was made into a total superstar last night. Well, yes, he was made into an NXT superstar last night. But as we have seen a thousand times, and I don't want to be down on Angel Garza. I love Angel Garza. I thought that he was great last night. I thought the match was great. Everything was great. But I think that we all need to come down to earth and realize that like becoming a big-time superstar in NXT means zero when they move you up to the main roster. And it's just, I hate to rain on everybody's parade, but dude, when I went to that NXT house show in Seattle and they had top five NXT farewells, I practically cried. Like the farewells for these Baileys and Sashas. And you see what happened to him. It's a hard knock life. Back in a moment. Observer Live. Hey, so are you the type of guy that wants to look put together, but doesn't want to spend hours at the mall finding new clothes? So you can look great at the office, on the road, or even just on the weekend with friends and family? I hear you. This is why there's Stitch Fix, your personal styling service that delivers hand-picked clothes right to you. Stitch Fix is simple. Sign up in just a few minutes. Tell them about the brands that work for you, and even let them know what types of styles you prefer. Stitch Fix is convenient. You get great clothes delivered right to you, so you can try new styles on in the comfort of your own home. And make a decision without any pressure. And Stitch Fix is on your terms and priced to match your budget. There's no subscription required ever. Keep what you want and send back anything you don't. So, isn't it time you got it all together? Get started today at StitchFix.com. Stitch Fix, personal styling for men, women, and kids. Stitch Fix, personal styling for everybody. At Aaron's, we love the holiday spirit. The kindness, the giving, the sharing. For us, that spirit has no season. It's always there, and those doing good all year round. That's why we approve good people, other stores won't. Your credit isn't the best? Okay. Need more time to pay? Let's work it out. Want flexible payment options? Sure. Lease to own top brands. Delivery is free. Because good people always deserve better. Errands. Easy, beautiful, affordable. Message and data rates may apply. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Do you, or does someone you know, sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but a common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you. It's your mattress. Fortunately, there is a cure. It's called Purple. Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. Take advantage of our best Black Friday sale ever and save up to $400 when you buy a mattress and premium sleep bundle by texting SMART to 84888. Sleep great through the holidays and get up to $400 off by texting SMART to 84888. That's S-M-A-R-T to 84888. When you're diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, a million questions flood your mind. How can this be happening? Am I going to be able to work? What's a subtype? What do I do now? We know. We went through it, too. But once you start to understand your options... You can partner with your doctor and find ways to face MBC on your own terms. Visit findyourmbcvoice.com and learn how to speak up and have a more informed conversation with your doctor. Some questions have answers. Visit findyourmbcvoice.com to find some of yours. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi also of WrestlingObserver.com. Cauliflower Alley Club announced Wednesday, longtime WWF wrestler and road agent Renee Goulet died this past May at 86 years old. His family kept the news quiet until today, even from WWE. A native of Quebec City, Quebec, the man born Robert Bedard began his wrestling career in 1957, eventually found his way to the then WWF, where he would stay from the 70s through the 80s. He also spent time in various NWA territories and the AWA. In 1971, Goulet and partner Carl Gotch 
when the WWF tag team titles, defeating Luke Graham and Tarzan Tyler, holding the gold for just 57 days, stayed active until 1986, worked as a road agent until 1997. What did the men seen regularly when officials came out to break up brawls? Goulet was the first ever wrestler to defeat Ric Flair and competed against Tito Santana in, a, in his very first WWE match, the very first WWF match that aired on the USA Network. He and Andre the Giant also won what is now known as the New Japan World Tag League in 1981, inducted into the Tragos Tez, uh, Thez Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2010. You cannot watch these old WWF shows without seeing Rene Goulet run out there as one of the geeks that breaks up the brawls. Every single time. Like, I saw it for years when I was a kid growing up. It's like, oh, there's that guy. Who's that guy? He had a he had a pretty, something about his hair, I guess. Or like, I mean, you saw him once, and then, like, he was always there. And you're like, who's the guy with the hair when I was a little kid? So later I went back and actually watched some stuff from even way before I started watching. And one day I watched imagine there was Rene Goulet in the ring. Looked exactly the same, except he was wrestling. He wasn't too bad. Wasn't great, but he wasn't too bad. And sad sad to hear that Rene Goulet passed away, a guy that I didn't know much about when I was a kid, but, man, I like I saw him all the time. You couldn't miss him. Well, he had that he had that light brown hair that was kind of receding a little in the front, but he still was kind of full in the back. He had... Uh, the glasses on, and usually the turtleneck with the blazer, and you'd see him out there breaking up the fights. Him and Tony Gurria, another guy from the, the 70s and was far more known amongst WWF fans, but, you know, in the same sort of way that he just was there. He was a ubiquitous presence anytime something went down and referees weren't enough, and you had officials out there pulling people apart. There he was, I yep, guess. Tony Gurria, another classic pull-aparter. Yeah, and that's, you know, later on, uh, that became Sergeant Slaughter. Sometimes if you go back and watch those, you see randoms, like a young Shane McMahon. You see random people out there breaking it up, too. Today, I mean, even, you know, your Adam Pierce's and and people like that who you'll see out there. Billy Kidman became one of those guys. Steve Carino. Steve Carino, yeah. When I saw Steve Carino on Raw breaking (laughs) up a brawl and yelling that you can't do that, I was just crying. Of all yeah, people, hey, Steve Carino, <laughs> king of hardcore. Don't it's you crazy. hit that guy in the back. Come on. That's not right. I think that's what hey, he well, said. That was, that was part of his king of old school gimmick that he used to have. Remember that? You know, I'm not hitting anybody with chairs, all you animals in ECW. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it, Rene Goulet was around forever. And if you were a little bit of an older fan, you remember his team with Don Fargo in Indiana with the Crusher. Uh, WWA uh, out in Illinois and Indiana out there. You would remember him if, you know, in Florida and Mid-Atlantic, he would always hit a certain point but never make it uh, high, uh, higher than, you know, in Mid-Atlantic, the thing I remember him for is because I saw it on tape when I was younger of when Roddy Piper sent Abdul the Butcher to to beat up Wahoo McDaniel. He had a match with Rene Goulet or, or Sergeant Jacques Goulet for like 10 minutes before Abdullah came out there and just started slaughtering him. And that's, you know, and that's kind of was the position that I remember him in the early TNTs. And I don't know if these are on the network or not or how they edit this, but Cafe Rene, who, you know, it wasn't just for Rene Dupree before he had his on SmackDown way back when, even further back than that, you had Cafe Rene, where I there, there was a. <laughs> It was just so ridiculous and so 80s and so WWF. I think it was Paul Orndorff and Tony Atlas are all oiled up on this cheap black set where it's made to look like a a French bistro. And it's those two guys oiled up, and then they get into a fist fight on the set of Rene or Cafe Rene. And it was just completely ridiculous. But, yeah, I mean, the, he had a gimmick, actually a recurring gimmick, on TNT for a while, and you know, when WWF went national, everybody had to have a gimmick. So all of a sudden he had this glove because even, you know, in today's day and age, WWF doesn't want you to know the the officials. They don't want you to know the job guys, all that stuff. It's, you know, one eyeball and out the other again. But back in the day, you had the Duke of Dorchester, Pete Doherty. You had 
you know, enhancement guys and, and guys lower on the card with their own gimmicks, Barry Horowitz, guys like that. Rene Goulet all of a sudden started wearing this this glove. And Gorilla Monsoon would always call it the stinky one glove that he would wear, and it would be this glittery glove that he would have on. And I have no idea. They never talked about it being loaded with anything. They never talked about it being inspired by Michael Jackson. He just randomly would have this one glove on that, that uh, Gorilla Monsoon would talk about. But, yeah, I mean, it was just a – it's sad, and it's uh, it's unfortunate it took this long to, to come out, but – uh, you got to respect the family's wishes, but I'm glad that whoever it was, you know, actually was able to get the news out there because, you know, it's uh, he didn't have the greatest career in the world or anything like that. But look at the memories. I mean, I'm sure somebody out there has got to have, you know, memories of Rene Goulet, and those things should be celebrated. We talk about all this negative stuff all the time with wrestling, micro, you know, analyzing ratings and all this other horse crap, and it's like – the reason we were all here in the first place is we got inspired by something we saw on TV. We got hooked on something we saw. And for some people, that's not Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, Hulk Hogan, John Cena. It's a guy like Tony Gurria teaming up with a Rick Martel. It's a guy like Rene Goulet. It's a guy like, you know, other guys down on the card. It's not always the star that brings people in. And, you know, thankfully we're able to, you know, celebrate the life of Goulet a little bit. All right. So... This person here says, serious question. This should be good. <laughs> should AEW be concerned about the attendance to his shows? Serious answer, no. Why would no, they? No, not yet. This AEW show last night basically drew the exact same as Raw. Raw's on the USA Network. Raw debuted in 1993. And AEW last night did virtually the exact same attendance. I don't know for sure, but I'm virtually positive that AEW has outdrawn SmackDown every single solitary week. SmackDown is on Fox and has been around since 1999. So, no, they should not be concerned about the attendance. Yes, some of their, like, Memphis is not doing well. It's not the end of the world. It's it's a date. Yeah. Like, they're doing, this is a promotion that launched in October. And we're 12 weeks in. There is nothing to worry about here. If you yeah, want to I, make something to worry about, you could imagine something. But the reality is, in the real world, no, there's nothing to worry about. Only thing I do point people back to old observers where WWF would go into a town for the first time and granted a different landscape and scenario there that doing 300 people in like Boutwell Auditorium or you know wherever the random locations that they would go and Andre the Giants on the card and they drew 500 people. You know, it's it's not. Even if the crowds start to dwindle even a little bit more or they, they start having a run of bad shows, it's like they just got started. And they're they're financially okay because of the backing they have and everything. And, yes, they have a budget and this, that, and the third. But, like, they're in this for the long haul, and they have smart people there that know some of the mistakes that WWE has made. And they have quality people there that are keeping an eye on all this stuff and are carefully trying to plot their moves. So I don't think it's – in some ways, WWE's got it worse because they are playing big cities, big houses, and only going once or twice a year. And it does stick out. Or when crowds are dead-assed you know, for Raw, it does stick out. Whereas AEW doesn't have to worry about right now. One, they still have some new baby smell. And two, their fan base right now is – I don't want to say overcompensates or anything like that, but they are, you know, their hardest hardcores are actively trying to make that, you know, they will pop for anything and everyone. So that's something that they have. And that, frankly, even NXT has over either Raw or SmackDown. This person here says, here's a here's an attempt at a gotcha. I love these. Mm -hmm. You often say that WWE Hall of Fame doesn't matter. It's all just a gimmick. If that's the case, why do you get angry when WWE has to put time cues on the entrance speeches? Dude, these are two totally different things. The Hall of Fame is a marketing gimmick. Everybody is going to go in. Name somebody in WWE history that's not like Chris Benoit. And at some point, they're probably going to go into this thing, okay? Now, that is aside from the point. It's beside the point of, if the Funk Brothers... If Terry and Dory Funk are being inducted into the Hall of Fame, and I buy a ticket to go to the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony, which I did several years ago when those two were going in, I do not want Terry and Dory Funk to be given four minutes total to talk about their careers. The sin. Like, 
if if you're gonna have a Hall of Fame, it doesn't matter if it's real or fake. But if you're gonna advertise that Terry and Dory Funk are going to the Hall of Fame, then as a fan, if I attend the Hall of Fame, I expect to hear Terry Funk talk about his illustrious career for more than two minutes. Same with Dory Funk. That may have been, I could go back, but that may have been the last year that I went to the Hall of Fame. Because at that point, I was like, what am I wasting my time for? It doesn't matter if the Hall of Fame is real or fake. If Ric Flair's going to get a live mic because he's going to the Hall of Fame, I want to hear what the guy's going to say. If Terry Funk's going to go to the Hall of Fame, I want to hear about this guy talking about his career. I don't want him given two minutes. It's a waste of my time. If, if this is to honor them, then it's to honor them. I understand it's your TV show. It's your production. The reason that Vince overcompensated so much that year with the Funks and he screwed them over was because a bunch of people went long and rambled the year before. So what? You know, yes, it's a marketing tool and everything, but it's still a event for these guys, some of them who take it very seriously because they haven't been seen or heard from in a while or they haven't had their stuff recognized. And they do take it kind of serious, and they are out there, and they are proud of, of being – of the payday, surely, but also to be recognized and to have a chance to talk in front of people. And to take that away from them, to, to take that honor away from them, to give them their, their, their shot, I mean, did Larry Zbysko go on for too long? Maybe. Did the Bushwhackers get a little too wacky? Maybe. I enjoyed them both immensely, you know, just as two that stick out in my mind, and I think they were actually the same year, but, like – I mean, that's what it's there for. If you're buying a ticket to that, that's how it goes. And, again, yes, you don't want somebody to go on forever, but I don't. that's not fair to those guys. And, you know, the Funk family can't tell their story. You know, they can't tell it in 40 minutes, let alone in four. This person here says, we know that Finn Balor will be the first guy going against Adam Cole on December 18th, but who will be the guy to win the title to take over Portland, Ciampa, or Keith Lee? Ciampa. I mean, yeah. Ciampa is on borrowed time. That's the fact of the matter, and he'll be the first guy to tell you that. And he even did an interview, and he made it clear, like, if they tell me I'm going up to the main roster, I'm just going to retire. Because if I work one day a week or so, then I may have three, four years left. If I'm up there doing four days a week, I got a year left. It ain't worth it. So Ciampa is going to remain in NXT, and he's on borrowed time. So he needs that title. If you're gonna put if you're gonna put the title on the guy, better sooner than later. Keith Lee probably isn't even gonna be in NXT when that Portland takes takeover takes place. I could be wrong, but I expect that guy to be on the main roster sooner rather than later. And even if he's not, he's not on borrowed time, unless there's something we don't know about. So there's no rush to get the title on the guy. Back in a moment, Observer Live. <laughs> We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877 877- 360-0402. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. 
Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. This is an urgent health notice for all residents suffering from back, neck, knee, and wrist pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you, but the deadline is fast approaching. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. You heard right. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace. These items may even be covered by Medicare or your private insurance. The Health Alert Hotline is your brace company. These specialized braces have been tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine your eligibility and to learn how to use your private insurance or Medicare to minimize your out-of-pocket cost. Don't wait. If the deadline passes, you may lose your opportunity to get a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace at little or no cost to you. 800-430-9571. 800-430-9571. That's 800-430-9571. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. This person says, how many people are going to come after you as soon as you tweet about the ratings? Well, oh yeah. last week I tweeted two numbers with no commentary. 895 comments, 994 retweets, 9.4 thousand likes. So 450 people, by my estimate, are going to come after me in about five minutes here. So if you want to join the fun, at Brian Alvarez on Twitter. Mike is at Semper Vivi. These numbers should be out literally at any time. I'll put them up as soon as I get them. Always fun here on Thursday. I used to, like, read a bunch of stuff, but uh, I quit. <laughs> it's just it's just a waste of my time. Sometimes hey, well, I read it for comedy, but nah, stupid. It's so stupid. Like people get mad about how they interpret my posting. Dude, people get upset. People will hear me or you or a lot of people say something and you will have five people who take five different things away from it, mostly because they want it to fit whatever their narrative is and what they think about you or me or anything else. It's just the nature of the beach. So all you can do is report the facts and and take what comes from there. And finally here, any idea how long the Tokyo Tokyo Dome shows are going to be? I I presume as long as they are every year. Four hours apiece. You're looking at four or five hours probably. Yeah, eleven back a little bit. But. Eleven to two thirty, and the minute. I'm talking uh, that specific time. Eleven to two thirty would be three and a half hours plus the. Uh, I don't know if they could ever rumble both nights, but hey, it's probably talking four four and a half hours each night. So, buckle That's up, true. man. Who gets a uh, who gets custody of the New Japan Rumble, and how do they play it? Do they do one comedy one one night and a serious one the next? I'll be fine with well, that. What they do is a rumble the first night, rumble the second night, the winners face off night two for the king of the rumble. Ooh, How about like that? It. Like it. All right, we're out of time, everybody. I want to thank Mike as always, callers and listeners, everybody in the studio. Check out at Brian Alvarez on Twitter. I'll have the ratings up in a moment. That's it, everybody. Talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live.